Welcome to the Unadorned Word. This is podcast number 29. My name is Rosie G and I'm speaking to you from the beautiful Gold Coast in Australia. Our theme as we go through the Bible this time is living the milk and honey life, the life of risk and responsibility. The Unadorned Word is a Bible reading podcast that seeks to read scripture as clearly, simply and plainly as possible. So that whatever you are doing, driving, exercising, working or relaxing, you can have the Word of God permeating your mind and heart. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen through and like us, because that helps us to get the word out. You can leave messages and your thoughts and prayer requests on our website or on our Facebook page, The Unadorned Word. So why a Bible reading podcast? Because so many times in my life and in the lives of others, God has spoken through his word through simple, regular reading or listening to scripture, a verse or a passage will be highlighted by the Holy Spirit. And from that moment, it will be real to you. And you will know that God will bring this to pass in your life. It was very early in my walk with Jesus that I learned to hear his voice through scripture, and it changed my life. Let's begin today's life-changing word. And don't forget, if God reveals himself to you or gives you a word and it helps you live your life in some way, go to our website or Facebook page and let us know. And my prayer for you is that the life-changing word of God today changes your life. Today we're reading Psalm 8 through to Psalm 13. We're reading from the e-Bible, which you can find at the ebible.org. It's a public domain translation. Psalm 8. For the chief musician, on an instrument of Gath, a psalm by David. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your adversaries that they might silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you think of him? What is the son of man that you care for him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honour. You make him ruler over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and cattle, yes, and the animals of the field, the birds of the sky, the fish of the sea, and whatever passes through the paths of the seas, Lord our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Psalm 9 For the chief musician, set to the death of the son, a psalm by David. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvellous works. 
I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish in your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You sit on the throne, judging righteously. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy is overtaken by endless ruin. The very memory of the cities which you have overthrown has perished. But the Lord reigns forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He will judge the world in righteousness. He will administer judgment to the peoples in uprightness. The Lord will also be a high tower for the oppressed, a high tower in times of trouble. Those who know your name will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion and declare amongst the peoples what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers them. He doesn't forget the cry of the afflicted. Have mercy on me, Lord. See my affliction by those who hate me and lift me up from the gates of death that I may show all of your praise. I will rejoice in your salvation in the gates of the daughter of Zion. The nations have sunk down in the pit that they have made. In the net which they hid, their own foot is taken. The Lord has made himself known. He has executed judgment. The wicked is snared by the work of his own hands. The wicked shall be turned back to Sheol even all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor perish for ever. Arise, Lord, don't let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, Lord. Let the nations know that they are only men. Psalm 10 why do you stand far off, Lord? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked hunt down the weak. They are caught in the schemes that they devise. For the wicked boasts of his heart's cravings. He blesses the greedy and condemns the Lord. The wicked, in the pride of his face, has no room in his thoughts for God. His ways are prosperous at all times. He is arrogant and your laws are far from his sight. As for all his adversaries, he sneers at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be shaken. For generations I shall have no trouble. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is mischief and iniquity. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambushes he murders the innocent. His eyes are secretly set against the helpless. He lurks in secret as a lion in his ambush. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. 
He catches the helpless when he draws him in his net. The helpless are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face. He will never see it. Arise, Lord. God, lift up your hand. Don't forget the helpless. Why does the wicked person condemn God and say in his heart, God won't call me into account? But you do see trouble and grief. You consider it to take it into your hand. You help the victim and the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked. As for the evil men, seek out his wickedness until you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear, to judge the fatherless and the oppressed. That man who is of the earth may terrify no more. Psalm 11 For the Chief Musician by David In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, Flee as a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows on the strings, that they may shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his throne in heaven. His eyes observe. His eyes examine the children of men. The Lord examines the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and him who loves violence. On the wicked he will rain blazing coals. Fire, sulphur and scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteousness, the upright shall see his face. Psalm 12 for the chief musician, upon an eight-stringed lyre, a psalm of David. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful fail from amongst the children of men. Everyone lies to his neighbour. They speak with flattering lips and with a double heart. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that boasts, who have said, With our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Because of the oppression of the weak and because of the groaning of the needy, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety from those who malign him. The Lord's words are flawless words. As silver refined in a clay furnace, purified seven times. You will keep them, Lord. You will preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when what is vile is exalted amongst the sons of men. Psalm 13 For the chief musician, a psalm by David. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? 
How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart every day? How long shall my enemy triumph over me? Behold and answer me, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, lest I sleep in death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed against him. Lest my adversaries rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your loving kindness. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has been good to me. That was the end of our reading today. That was a few Psalms. Psalm 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 and 13. I hope you enjoyed those readings. And our key verse today is Psalm 8, verse 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. And when I read this psalm, it begets the question, how can we know God? Louis Burkhoff, the theologian, said, the Bible testifies to a twofold revelation of God, a revelation in nature around about us, and a revelation embodied in the Bible as the Word of God. We see the beauty of nature and it inspires praise. We understand that in nature there is something bigger than ourselves, but it is the Word of God that defines that something as someone, a creator. God. We need both. We need that married to the revelation of the word. Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the expanse shows his handiwork. Acts 14.17 says, Yet he didn't leave himself without witness in that he did good and gave you rains from the sky and fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food and gladness. Romans 1.19 For the invisible things of him since the creation of the world are clearly seen, being perceived through the things that are made, even his everlasting power and divinity, that they may be without excuse. Nature itself can engender praise. The hymn, How Great Thou Art, started life as a poem inspired by a storm that happened on a walk home after church by Karl Boberg in 1885. His nephew said it was a paraphrase of Psalm 8. It was set to music and it was used in the Swedish underground church by the persecuted Baptists. As this psalm declares the glory of God, it captured hearts and was soon translated into German, then from German into Russian. In the Ukraine, an English missionary was walking through a village to a house with his wife. They were walking there to visit with people who had given their heart to the Lord. As they drew near to the house, they heard voices singing this hymn. As the song was finished, the words of the villagers' voices rose up in cries of repentance to God. The missionary and his wife waited outside until the repentance subsided before they went in. That missionary, Stuart Hine, took those words that he heard 
those words of repentance, and he created other voices, translating the whole into English. From Stuart Hines' translation, it became the hymn most widely sung after Amazing Grace. I can't read this psalm without hearing the hymn, How Great Thou Art. The natural world displaying the glory of God. Matthew Morey, born in 1806, was a naval officer. He knew this psalm word for word. As a child, his father had morning and evening read the psalms to his family. Matthew knew the words off by heart and could quote them chapter and verse. He went to sea when he was about 19 years old. He was employed as a navigator. As a navigator, he studied the seas. He understood the oceans. He was on the first naval vessel that circumnavigated the globe. He recognized those paths were there, and he knew that once found, they would revolutionize shipping. Confined to land after an accident, he pored over logbooks, studied navigation, astronomy, history, winds and currents. His work brought about huge changes to shipping, shortening times and distance, and was the basis of the charts for all major trade routes still used today. He is the father of modern oceanography and naval meteorology. The revelation of God in nature and the revelation of God in scripture led to a profound revolution in the world of shipping, subsequently having an impact on the entire world. Paths in the Sea, known by no one, written in scripture by King David a thousand years before Jesus, three thousand years before all those paths were discovered, God's creation revealed. Matthew took what he saw in creation with what he knew of the physical world and what he heard in scripture. Adding disciplined and rigorous study, he took ownership over the sea. He subdued it, made travel on it easier, quicker and safer. Exactly as the verses following our key verse describe mankind and our role in creation. What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea. This verse is evocative of Genesis 1, 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God created mankind to rule over the earth, to rule over the work of God. The fall didn't change that. The fall changed the world we live in. Romans 8 describes the whole creation groaning as it waits for liberation, but it didn't change the mandate God gave humanity. He made mankind a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor to rule and reign over the earth. How do we live? Do we rule and reign in our lives or do we sink under the weight of them? 
What does that mean? Take hold of life, rule and reign over it. Be responsible for it. Take risks. Live your life to the fullest capacity. Don't shrink back. Take the words of Scripture. Take what you see around you in the world and build. Build into the earth. Build into the church. Build into your community. Build into your family. Build into the lives of those around you. Build into your own life that others might know what you know, that others might understand that God has called each one of us to be a ruler over the works of his hands. God has called us to fill the earth and subdue it. Live a milk and honey life, a life of risk and responsibility. Be inspired by Matthew Morey, who took what he saw in the physical world, took what he knew of the revelation of God, and putting them together created a body of work that impacted our lives even today, hundreds of years later. Love people. Be decisive. Take control of what you are responsible for. Grow it and build it to the best of your ability. Thank you for listening to The Unadorned Word. I appreciate your time so much. Don't forget to join us again tomorrow. It's a Friday. It is the last day of this week in the Psalms. I hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed preparing it. If you've been touched by these words today, if God has spoken to you, if you have a question or a need for prayer, go to our website or our Facebook page, The Unadorned Word, and leave your thoughts and requests. Above all, be blessed. Remember today that the love of Jesus is towards you every minute of this amazing day. Thank you again for listening and we'll catch you again tomorrow.